Thank you for checking out the River's Edge Church podcast. We believe that no matter where you have come from or what you have come out of, today can be a life-changing day. Church should not be an obligation to endure each week, but rather a place to look forward to, a place where we can come together in community to grow in our lives. So join us today as we expect something good from our amazing God. We realize that you may not have your Bible with you this morning. If that's true, that's okay. We'll actually put the words on the screen behind us that we jokingly call the Skybel back there, the Bible in the sky. But Mark 16, starting in verse 1 this morning, says this. It says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, James and Siloam brought spices that they might come and anoint him Jesus. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. Aren't you glad that stone was moved? For it was large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long robe, sitting on the right side, And they were alarmed, but he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. And Father, we come together today to celebrate the resurrection of your son Jesus and to celebrate all that he did for us. Father, we are so thankful that he rose again, empowering us to new life. That today, death, hell, and the grave truly is conquered. And Father, I just, uh, I just ask you, Lord, help me to stay on point this morning. God, that uh, I would be a blessing to our children's ministry workers by not making this service go long. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may not be excited about that prayer, but I can carry you the kids' ministry is excited. Please let him not be long-winded today. I grew up in a, in a small town, a small far town, Weezer, of all places. Um, I like it because in Idaho, people don't tease me about the name as much as they did all the years we spent in Oregon. I'd say I grew up in Weezer, and they'd be like, Weezer, you know. <laughs> but growing up in a, in a farm town, now I'm probably going to get it from you all. Um, but growing up in a, in a, in a small farm town, uh, Easter always meant spring, and spring always meant the beginning of lots and lots of hard work. And uh, I had a dad that uh, never let me off the hook when it came to hard work. Anybody have a dad like that? Yeah, my dad would never let me off the hook when it came to hard work. And uh, I have to admit that there are times that I thought, why is he asking me to do this? Why is he engaging me in this? Because this is way bigger than me. I don't have the ability to do this. But my dad would never not ask me to do something. And because of that, there were times that I would have to go to my dad and I would have to ask him, "Um, Dad, I need some help. And why do I need help? Because he had dad strength. Right? Do you all know what dad strength is? Yeah. My dad had dad strength. And my son knows that I have dad strength. (laughs) Actually, I think it's called dad weight. Um, It's true. In my case, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. And I actually, as a kid, thought that there was nothing stronger than my dad. Nothing stronger than my dad. 
But you know what's amazing is I've grown more mature. I won't say older. Um, I've come to realize that that's not completely accurate. There are some things that my dad was not stronger than. And as much as I hate to admit it to my son, there are some things that I am not stronger than. There are some things that are bigger than me, that are harder than me, that are stronger than me, that are maybe uh, more difficult than what I have the ability to do. There's been some things that I've come up against in my life that I've thought, how, how am I going to overcome this? Do I have enough? Do I have the ability? Do I have the strength? And I just ask, am I the only one that's like that? That you've encountered some things in life that, you know, were just maybe a little bit stronger than what you felt like you had? Right? Some obstacles that may be a little bigger, a little higher, a little more difficult than what you had in your own ability. See, the one thing that that I've learned in those times, those times when I've had my back against the wall thinking, how am I ever going to get through this, is I've learned that there is one that is stronger. And his name is Jesus. And though my dad's strength has failed me, And my own dad's strength has failed me. Jesus never will. Jesus is the one who is stronger. That's what the words of Mark 16 tell us. That death itself wasn't even stronger than Jesus. That Jesus truly did, as as we're told in Revelations 1.8, conquer death, hell, and the grave. That he was stronger than all of it. And I don't know about you, I'm really thankful for that. I'm thankful that he was stronger than my addiction. I'm thankful he was stronger than my sin. I thank you that he was stronger than my mistakes and my failures. See, the good news for all of us is that Jesus is stronger. I love that song. Stronger. You are stronger. Sometimes I think we need to remind ourselves that he's stronger. He truly is stronger than our sin. He's stronger than our difficulty. He's stronger than our failures. Listen to the promise of Romans 8.32. It says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I love that. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things. Listen to it in the message version. It says, so what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us. So many times I think that, yeah, Jesus bought my salvation, but that's it. And can I tell you that if all I get from Jesus is salvation, it's enough. Hello, having our eternity, our eternal destiny set is enough. But the word says here that if he would not spare his own son, would he surely not freely give to us all things? See, he's concerned more than just about your salvation. He's concerned about your life right here, right now. 
And it says that he wouldn't withhold anything from him. Man, I wish I had my wallet. Dang it, I should have left my wallet in my pants. Zach, go grab my wallet. It's in my bag. Front pocket. Thanks, bud. So good to have my son home. Now I can tell you a, jo- now I can tell you a joke about him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would do that with him sitting right here. I don't even leave the room. I tell my kids all the time. You know, they love it. Yeah, yeah. As, as my oldest looks and he goes, yes, we don't. Yeah, we don't. See, he says that if he would give his own son, he surely wouldn't withhold anything from us. And you know, I, I don't know about you, but um, occasionally somebody asks me for money. Anybody ever ask you for money? Right? Um, I actually have a stack of money this morning in my wallet. It's kind of nice. Um, kind of, yeah. Got some, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know, if you ask me to sacrifice my son for your benefit, being human, I'd probably say no. But, but if I was willing, <laughs> he, he's going, please, Lord Jesus, don't let him put me on the altar, right? <laughs> but if I was willing to give my son, and you asked for some financial help, would I withhold it? So Sarah, you need some money? Well, there's 100, there's 200, there's 220, 200, there's $245 right there, right? But you know what? Here's my debit card. Um, Here's my Visa card, my points card, right? And here's my other one. And what the heck, here's my Costco card too. <laughs> and, and my wallet. See, if I was willing to give my son, is there anything I would withhold? What the heck, sir, have our house too. Just move in. I'll be checking my wallet later. <laughs> but if you really need it, let us know. But that's the picture he gives us. That if Jesus would die for us, there's nothing he wouldn't freely give to us. And I think so many times we think that he doesn't care about all the little details of all the little things that are going on in our life. But can I tell you, He cares about every single one of them. And he says, if I wouldn't hold back my son, there's nothing that I would hold back from you. There's nothing I'd hold back from you. I love what the Apostle Paul prayed in the book of Ephesians. And you may not even know that this exists as a prayer, but the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 1, starting in verse 15, actually he prayed this prayer over the church of Ephesus and by nature, prayed it over us, and we, we can also pray this over us. Listen to his heart, really the heart of God. 
He says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the one that is to come. I love that. And he prays for us. And it'd be my prayer for you that you would know the exceeding greatness of his power toward us that believe according to the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Can I just tell you that if you can raise someone from the dead, you got some power. Right? And we're not just talking dead, we're talking three days dead. Okay, that's dead, right? There's dead and then there's really dead. See, the Apostle Paul prayed that we would know the exceeding greatness of his power toward us. Sometimes I think we forget, and I think that's why Easter is such a great day. Because on Easter, we're reminded of that transformational power. That power that is stronger than death, hell, and the grave. And I think we need a reminder. We need a reminder that that power is available to us for every single area of our life. The power that God himself demonstrated when he rose Jesus from the grave. That power is available for us. That our lives can be changed and transformed in ways we can't even dream because of his love for us. This transformational power, it's available to every single one of us. But you know what we tend to do? When we hear this power is available for us, that he cares about every single area of our life, we disqualify ourselves, don't we? We say things like, I, I don't deserve it. I've, I've messed up too many ways, too many times. I'm not sure he really cares. Does he even notice? make the excuse but I abandon him or we say things like I'm not good enough or I doubt he would do it for me 
and all those things. I don't deserve it. I've messed up too many times. I'm not sure he really cares. Does he even notice? But I abandoned him. I'm not good enough. I doubt he would do it for me. You know, those are all things the disciples said. They said all those things. And yet, wasn't Jesus' power available for them? And you know what's amazing is? Every one of these people have said the same thing. They said, I don't deserve what God's done in my life. I don't deserve to know his power. I'm not worth it. I've made mistakes. I've made failures. I don't deserve this. And yet here they stand. Here they stand, having known his goodness. I don't know about you. I know I've said these things probably a hundred times. Where I don't feel like I really deserve God to come through for me. For him to look at me and say, you know what? I would freely give you all things. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says this. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. I love that. His, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Grace is his power that is available to us so that our life can be changed and transformed. That's what grace is. And he says, my grace, my power for your life to change and transform is available to you, and it is sufficient. It is enough. See, we need to change our perspective about our weakness. Too many people believe that their weakness keeps Jesus at bay. Can I tell you, he is stronger than your weakness. He's stronger than your doubting. He's stronger than your questions. Our weakness does not exclude us from his strength. Our weakness, according to 2 Corinthians 12, 9, actually opens the door for his strength. When we will step back and say, you know what, Jesus, I don't have it. I don't have the ability to face this situation that I'm facing at work. I don't have the ability to overcome this disease. I don't know how to fix my marriage. It's in the acknowledgement of our weakness that we can know his strength. And I believe that when we acknowledge his strength, we come to know this. See, you need to flip those cards back over one more time. Anxiety, cancer, seizures, brain tumor, insecurity, alcoholism, fear. All these people are up here because they know, flip your cards back over, that Jesus is stronger. They've experienced Jesus being stronger because there's no anxiety here. There's no cancer here. Seizures don't exist anymore. Life went on past a brain tumor. Amen? Insecurity has been banished. Hello? Stand on a stage every single Sunday. When you're insecure, you don't do that. 
alcoholism, addiction, eradicated. And fear? There's no fear in her. You know MDAL. <laughs> Emily Dollar. There's no fear in her. She's fearless. She's small, but she is my T. See, when we simply acknowledge our weakness, that we can't fix it and we can't do it on our own, it opens the door for us to experience his strength. It opens the door for us to experience his power in our life in the most incredible ways. All these people, they've all discovered it. And I'm pretty sure that if you were to look around the room, There are other people sitting next to you that have discovered that Jesus is stronger than what they face. So my question for you this morning, in praying not to be long-winded today, is this. Where do you need to know his strength? What is your struggle? What is your situation? Where do you need to know that he is stronger than what you're facing? Where's the place that right now you could use his strength? Because Easter is a reminder to all of us that his strength is not only sufficient, but it is available right here, right now. His strength is available so that you can walk out of this building different then you walked in. That you may know some of the things that these seven know. So I'm going to give you just a moment and ask yourself, where do I need his strength? Where do I need it? In just a moment, we're going to pray. And as we pray together, I just ask you this. If there's a place in your life today where you need to know his strength, where you need to know that he's stronger than what you're dealing with, I just encourage you to pray this prayer with us. Pray it with all your heart. And I believe that as you do, as you admit the place of weakness, you will know his strength. Would you all stand with us? I'm just going to ask you to repeat after me as we pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are stronger than anything I face. I invite you into my life and into my point of weakness right now. I give it all over to you this morning. I know that you conquered death, hell, and the grave for me. And I thank you. I thank you that your strength is made perfect in my weakness. 
sense of shift right now in this room this morning. God's ministering to somebody right now. He's replacing your weakness with his strength. He's replacing your failure with his victory. that's you this morning you'd say you know what pastor I, I did I admitted my weakness this morning and just my dependence on him I invited him into my place of weakness today maybe you're here and you invited him into your life today if that's you I'm just going to ask you to be really bold because I believe there's a lot of power in acknowledging but you know what Jesus, I'm not ashamed to say that I need you. So if that's you this morning and you'd say, you know what, this morning I invited him into my point of weakness. Maybe you invited him into your life. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? Is there anyone like that this morning? You invited him into your point of weakness. Would you hold him up real high, real high? You see, leaders, do you see these people? Do you see them? In fact, can I have prayer partners come to the fore, come forward right now? If you're a prayer partner, can you come forward? Go ahead and keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. We're not doing this to embarrass you. We're doing this because we love you and we care about you. And if there's one thing that we're passionate about in this church, it's doing life together. Because we realize that what the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of his glory is true for all of us. And we need people to strengthen us and do life with us and hold us up when we're weak and remind us that God's got us. And so if you've got your hand lifted this morning, I'm just going to ask you to be real bold. Come and stand with one of these people because they want to pray with you and they want to let you know you're not going to go through it alone because we are here for you. Would you come? Would you come? If you have your hand raised, would you come? value here. We believe in doing life together. Even when it's difficult and when it's messy. We stand with each other, we pray with each other, we support each other. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I just pray for every single person in this room. Father, I thank you that your hand is on their life. 
thank you that your strength is made perfect in their weakness. And Father, I pray that as they go this morning, they go knowing that they don't have to be strong enough on their own because Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave and anything that would come against them for them. Father, I thank you. I call them blessed this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're released this morning, I want you to know that, you know, we do have the photo booth out there. Take a family photo. Enjoy the time with each other. Grab your kids out of kids' ministry and get them in a picture. We're so glad that you're with us, and we want to let you know we're here every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Thank you for checking out today's podcast. If you would like any further information about Rivers Edge Church, please visit our website at visitriversedge.com, or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for listening.